I know, but I was telling my nutritionist when I was having Lucky Charms and Bang for breakfast every day what I was eating, and she told me. She was not happy about She that. said, quote, unquote, that's poison. <laughs> and that was like the end of the conversation, period. And she that said, the the Megan, that's poison. Yeah. Shout out to Active Nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bang okay. keeps me alive. Yeah, so we're back with Brock, part two. Part two, baby. Yeah, part one got a lot of attention, so we thought we'd finish the conversation. It's been a second week of last week when you were here. We were talking about how affiliates were dropping affiliations like yeah. mad. Right. It ended up that was sort of the plateau of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, it ended up becoming this whole like us versus them scenario where it was like the unaffiliated gems versus the ride or die crowd. Right. Which I didn't honestly see coming, but I should have. I felt like an idiot for not seeing that coming. That's going to be interesting how it plays out because it's still really early in the stages. It is. Um, then um, m- a couple of games athletes dropped out of the games. I think it's up to 10. Yeah. And in light of the new, did you listen to the new podcast? So, yeah. so up to 10 athletes have dropped out of the games at this point. Right. Uh, so you have that happen this week as well as Andy Stump. I don't know how you pronounce it. I think that's how you pronounce it. He did a a video podcast of his own. It was awesome. That he released with some candid information. Candid, very candid. That I I saw. Yeah, from his experiences at CrossFit HQ for Mm -hmm. multiple years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I saw another interview from 2019 with a former HQ member. Yeah. Former love interest of Greg Glassman. That was also pretty pretty broad now in light of the new yeah podcast yeah yeah um so as those things have come out um yeah uh i think linchpin reaffiliated um but no i don't think anyone else is reaffiliated there were some athlete panels ben bergeron's didn't go great did you did you try to watch the athlete panel from ben bergeron yeah i read the notes i tried to watch it it wasn't working but do you know what happened i don't let's talk about it so uh, the athlete panel from Ben Bergeron, first of all, it was a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. that filled in five minutes. So nobody could get on. Right. Um, then when the affiliate call came, Ben logged on. He said that Rory McKernan would not be there in light of the bombshell news and then logged off. That was it. Mm-hmm. He didn't disclose what the bombshell news was. We were all left to wonder, was it the Andy Stump interview? Was it... Uh, there were some Facebook, there's an affiliate owner's Facebook group, mm-hmm. and one of the members of that group was posting statements like, I'll tell everything. Sure. I and that's where everybody is right now. If if you guys watch the uh, or listen to the podcast, that's where kind of everybody is. People are employing, you know, like, I guess, unaffiliated HQ members right now are employing others to speak up. Right. And so that's kind of uh, where, the, where the saga is. Yeah. De facto, yeah, sure. People who've defected. So I guess they are defectors, defectors. Yeah. Somewhere. So people that have left HQ. Mm-hmm. I didn't know before the indie stump video that I watched about all the NDAs. I did not either, which well, is weird. It makes sense. I guess, yeah. You want Well, it makes sense how we're here. Sure. Yes. Yes, it makes sense in, in that case. Rarely um, do I um, ask my... I've I've never had an employee sign an NDA. I wish I was important enough to <laughs> have people <laughs> sign NDAs. There's nothing that happens. I I've owned mul- I've owned businesses. Yeah. I've never had an employee sign an NDA. It's weird. So real quick, let's let's recap Glassman, the bombshell. Why why were people frustrated? If if you're just you know you didn't you didn't catch it in the first the first episode, uh, this is the second episode. Let's recap. Yeah. Um, about why we were upset at Glassman in, in light of everything going on else going on in the world. Yeah. Um, so I did a so I I interviewed Jose Carranza. Mm-hmm. I saw it. It was good. Um, who owns an affiliate downtown Dallas, mm-hmm. CrossFit Archon? He unaffiliated. I asked him. I said, I sh- "This is what I think." Yeah. Are you are we on the same page here? He was more upset about the tweet than. I, I sort of thought that that was the last straw. Sure. He's a Hispanic gentleman. Absolutely. And he, he was very viscerally upset about the tweet. Yes. Um, I thought it was more of, 
you know, a final straw situation. But Absolutely. But he was really upset about it. Yeah, and rightfully so, as a, as a minority affiliate owner. Yeah. I mean, that makes, I mean, as he should have been. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying. But, um, but I think he was also then leading up to that frustrated with the silence during coronavirus. Mm-hmm. As his gym was forced to be closed down. Mm-hmm. You know, he's watching savings go yep. down the drain. Mm-hmm. And all, all these affiliate owners are just pouring their own life savings into their gyms with without um, any support from CrossFit HQ. This, this business, this umbrella for all these and what we we're paying all these affiliation fees for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was little support from there. And that's kind it, of was there any. No, not from personally speaking, uh, from what I could see, what I read, what I heard from, you know, other affiliates and other gyms. Um, there was there was literally no. Support. And Dave Castro was announced CEO this week. Big deal. Yeah. Right, some change. Big. You think it's a big deal? Um, I mean, you know, any any kind of change as far as, you know, changing the face. OK, we can go back. Yeah. So Greg Glassman. I mean, to even, you know, as all of this is sort of coming unwound. In regards to Greg Glassman, right? It's like, what even caused all of the deaffiliation? Was it the tweet? Was mm-hmm. it the coronavirus? Was it the Black Lives Matter movement? Yeah. Was it him just sucking over time as as or, a leader? Or right? what? Or was you know? Okay, I don't even know him personally. That's harsh. Was it just a lack of direct leadership? Was yeah. it passive leadership? Was it, you know, was it these <laughs> apparently? horrible personal relationships that he had built, mm-hmm. you know, you know, w- or just all of it. Right. Yeah. And I think if you go, if you go across the board and you take a poll of, um, different affiliates around the world, there's going to be a, a wide array of answers. Um, but I mean, they're all leading to, you know, this, this guy is the reason why his, his face. Mm-hmm. And so they made a change this, this past week, um, naming Castro, the, the CEO because Greg, um, La- Greg Glassman retired. Yeah. And stepped down. Um, though he still owns hundred percent of the company. True. And we'll see hundred percent of the profits. True. So I think that's the next change that has to, you know, kind of occur to, to show affiliates and to show, you know, affiliate owners, um, that, Hey, we're, we are making change. Change is real. So the people that have unaffiliated, I've heard that loud and clear mm-hmm. that Greg Glassman's still getting all the profits so they're still frustrated, but all the affiliates that have stayed are like, oh, well, Dave Castro now is the CEO. I want to wait and see. Sure. Is that fair, you think? Um, you would think You would think that people giving a chance to, to somebody new um, to try, to try to steer the ship is, is fair. Um, I'm not going to speak for others um, because, again, this – what we just mentioned, the reason why I'm upset with CrossFit is different from probably many others. I was really upset at the tweet, at the, la- at the lack of action, at the, um, the silence. The CrossFit silence spoke louder than the actions mm-hmm. um, during 2020, during the Black Lives Matter movement, during COVID, um, the lack of support um, overall. Um, and so I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I mean, I guess if nothing else, that $3,000 that we've paid <laughs> it allows them to make those decisions, right? Whether they want to kind of sit and wait and see or, or, um, unaffiliate. Um, and so I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold it against anybody. I, I think dividing it further into factions of, you know, affiliated to unaffiliated really makes that chasm deeper in the CrossFit yeah, community. I, I've been super surprised by that line. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I've always, it's like, oh, we're a community, we're a community, we're a community. Like, there are numerous gyms in our area that are gyms with friends that we know mm-hmm. or that with our friends that own those gyms that are not affiliates. And I don't think we've ever been like, oh, well, you're not an affiliate. Yeah, right. Like, that, that you know, that never existed before. Mm-hmm. Like, why does that exist now? It's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Right, because like now you're you're walking into other gyms and like for the past couple of weeks is like, hey, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna stay affiliated or are you gonna unaffiliate? And you know, it's it's like, how do you feel? You know, if somebody was like, hey, yeah, we're gonna stay with it, we're gonna wait and see. How does it make you feel? You know, because then that rises a bunch more questions. And then you ask them like, hey, did you see what happened? Like, did you see the leader? Like, what he what he tweeted or what he's done to people? And you know, his 
um, you know, alleged relationships with CrossFit HQ. Like, how can you stay affiliated with that? It raises a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. But I guess people, I mean, everyone's entitled um, to, they pay the price, literally, you know, financially. Mm -hmm. So they have their, they're entitled to um, do what they like. But it is like, it's kind of like this underlying thing. You know, it's, it's, it's like a stagnant pool kind of waiting. Like, okay, is there going to be an internal war between affiliation and, you know, unaffiliates? You know? You know, I, I have no idea how this mm -hmm. is going to shake out. Um, Jose was saying he felt confident unaffiliating because a lot of his business comes from his weightlifting sure. community, right? Yeah. And, you know, you kind of look out at gyms that are confident and unaffiliating and they do have other sources of revenue other than maybe group classes. And I can see how maybe if you personally feel like what happened doesn't affect you personally, it's an easier Absolutely. route mm -hmm. to wait and see yeah. or to wait till the dust settles yeah. or to sit on it for a minute well, or absolutely. to hope it go, hope it blows over. Sure. And, and there's an element of chaos with an affiliation, right? There's an element of chaos, you know, staying affiliated. Um, so I think there's, you know, there's unknown to, to both of it. Um, a really good, I had a good conversation with one of my buddies this weekend um, talking about race issues and the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, one of the things that really stuck with me, he said, some people value order more than justice, you know? And that's, I mean, that's true. Absolutely. I right? mean, as humans, yeah. we love adaptation, mm -hmm. right? So we train functional fitness, we train sports and high intensity because we're seeking, our bodies are desperately seeking adaptation. Yeah. And by, const by training constantly varied fu functional movements, we are circumventing constantly adaptation mm -hmm. so that as we adapt, we become better and better, right? right? Our bodies and our minds desperately want this sort of homeostasis comfort spot. Yeah. And to voluntarily walk into chaos or perceived chaos, even right. though it may not be. Everything might just be fine. Your life literally will probably resume as normal, whether you're an affiliate or not affiliate or whether you attend or a member of an affiliate or not affiliate. Correct. Your life doesn't change in any way. But there's that perception of chaos that people don't like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the unknown. I mean, it's mm -hmm. very fearful. And so that's kind of where, you know, we're left at now. And after this, it seems like a, a tumultuous, it has, it's just been a week, <laughs> seven days is kind of things have transpired. Um, you know, what? what is the future with more and more games athletes leaving? Um, what are the games going to look like in August? Correct. Uh, are they still going to go on or is, you know, change going to be made? Do you think they will happen? Uh, to June, I think that, man, I want it to happen, but I just, I, it's hard. It is hard. I think we all, we all want them to happen. We, we all want them to we happen. We all love the games. Man, you hate to, you hate to support a guy. Like all that, you have to like, you're sitting there watching the games and like all that money is going to Greg Glassman's pocket. Oh yeah. Like, like all of it. Right? We talked last time about how many millions of dollars it is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and man, I, I'm a justice guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, fuck order. I, I am just all about justice. And so mm -hmm. when it, when it comes to that, um, I would really like to see, you know, justice served and, you know, for the people that train like Noah Olson, Chandler Smith, who've made that stance, right? Before, before the change in leadership, before any kind of changes at all, they said, hey, I'm out. This is the rock I'm standing on. I'm staying with those guys. You know, I respect yeah. those guys. Uh, I, I, this side story real quick. So I went to uh, a CrossFit camp. It's like summer camp, but only CrossFitters are allowed. Hell yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, well, it was, I guess kind of. But anyway, so I went to this, I was at a CrossFit camp hosted by Training Think Tank last June, a year from now. Yeah. A year ago now. And Noah Olson was there, mm -hmm. and it was during June, which is Pride Month. Yeah, I remember. And he's sponsored by Nike, so Nike gave him, like, the Pride Collection. And that guy wore a piece of rainbow equipment every single day. No cameras there, no publicity there. Yeah, Not because not he was supposed to, but because he legitimately wanted to support Pride. He had no idea if other gay people would be there. No clue. But he would put on, he had a head, he had cleats, he had shorts, he had shirts, he had headbands, and he would put it on and he would go, Pride Month. Awesome. Every time. So awesome. And people always like kind of rag on him because he's a little bit of a character. Yeah. And every single time I'm like, what? that guy is, that's a good guy right there. Solid dude. And um, he, other than Chandler Smith, who was personally affected by Absolutely. a lot of the drama, 
He stood vehemently by his friend. Yeah. And just like you said in the last one, I mean, support your friends. I yeah. was very impressed. Absolutely. With yeah. Noah Olson. And so I'm, I'm curious to see more on. And I don't even think he was intending to spark a movement or even cared if he did. I think mm-hmm. he just knew it was the right thing to do. I mean, but yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's like justice. Hey, th- mm-hmm. this is justice. Um, and so going back to your question, um, I would much rather see um, concrete change in CrossFit and miss out on the games this year with the hopes that it gets done and done right next year and that profits um, go to uh, progress in our communities and benefiting um, affiliates and people and getting more diverse populations in affiliates um, rather than Greg Glassman's pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if the games don't happen this year and in hopes of a better change for, for the future, absolutely, I'm all in on that because, I mean, justice needs to be served. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're not going to get in the world, at least we can get it in this, you know, smaller microcosm of just fitness, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think the games are going to happen. I've been saying it all year. Before any of this, I had no idea how all of this was going to unfold. Yeah. I've been saying all year, there's just, it's just not possible. It seems like there's a, a new road bump literally every month. Oh, yeah. And I was watching Armin Hammer. Armin Hammer was talking about how now with all the negative attention mm-hmm. from CrossFit, like they applied for all these permits for this county of Monterey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's like, now, like, why would they approve them? For sure. Like, they're going to approve their permits. No. For, I mean, for what, right? Like, I mean, it reflects because of the leadership and the poor decisions. It reflects everybody who's involved mm-hmm. now has a choice, right? Um, and it's going to reflect poorly on them if they go through and support this man. Now we could say this man because mm-hmm. his actions have, you know, kind of buried him. And rightfully yeah. so. Done. Done so. Um, you know, Greg Glassman hasn't always been the only CEO of CrossFit. There were other CEOs of CrossFit before. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't want them to be CEO anymore, he just took back over. Man. Fascism at, as his best, baby. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, well, Greg Glassman's not the CEO anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but... Pupper leadership. You know. he, he wasn't the CEO before. before yeah. And then he wanted to be, so right. then he took his job back. Right. So it's like, no disrespect to Dave Castro, Mm-mm, no. but this, this isn't really a change of leadership. No. I mean, it, it's influence. I mean, puppet influence. And you have to ask yourself, how much influence does Greg Glassman still have? Um, I mean, what what changes need to be made? And um, Dave Castro just being like the sole, like one of the key programmers um, in the methodology, you know, mm-hmm. for the past, you know, what, five, ten Years or so? 13. 13 years? Yeah, 2007 was the very first CrossFit game. Um, at he, his house, at his ranch. Yeah, he has, he has an opportunity to, to make some concrete changes, mm-hmm. you know, um, do some really really good things and really good work. And um, I'm really curious to see, like, what kind of influence Glassman's going to have um, over HQ and over the, over the business itself. Um, and so you... Well, it spoke volumes to me that, you know, Dave Castro took the helm, mm-hmm. you know, made some sort of public statement saying, you know, like, now I'm CEO. And then his sec- the second statement that he made was, hey, grabbed, uh, I was on a Zoom call with the games athletes, glad they were able to get on it. Yeah. Uh, Rich Froning's going to program the games, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, so, you're, so your number one priority as CEO of CrossFit is to make sure that you touch base with all the CrossFit games athletes, not all of your affiliate owners. Affiliates, yeah. But all your games athletes. Right. And then made some sort of broad, unfounded statement about Rich Froning, which he blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it, again, it's like, that's the priority, right? The priority right. is the games athletes. The priority is Rich Froning. I mean, that's his wheelhouse, right? The like, priority is like, just keep, like, let's copacetic. And sure, but like, that's, that's, his, that's what he knows and that's what he's used to. Like, he hasn't had to deal with affiliates, right. you know, from, from what we can see. He's dealt with HQ. He's done a couple seminars. But outside of that, man, his, his baby is the CrossFit Games. Yeah, I think he's been... Um, involved in some like actually though he's been so involved in some inner city youth mm. crossfit stuff yeah like he goes i think weekly to uh like a low-income school in right. that area and does some coaching um they host all the l1 for uh med- like doctors yeah medical providers i don't know if it's just doctors that go but they he helps with those at the ranch as well right so he's involved with training in that regard and then also the games. So I'm curious to see. Um, do you think they bring back regionals? No. Do you think this? Do you think they could repair relationships with sanctionals? 
So, I mean, we've already had Granite, Granite Games is out. Um, Granite Games is out. Or Wadapalooza and Granite Games. Well, then that's why Loud Live. Loud Live is Madrid. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm so, it's anything that's in the IOC. Yeah. So, that's Wadapalooza, uh, West Coast Classic, mm-hmm. Madrid, Granite Games, and Mayan. Yeah, the Mayan. Mayan that's five. Yeah. So if Loud so and Live is out, that's those five. Cam West is out. Yeah. Cam West announced that they're out. Because mm-hmm, they were talking last week about um, creating their own, like they were meeting, maybe talking about creating their own, you know, league federation for, you know, functional fitness, which is, we're curious to see. So if you're Dave, what, uh, what's the plan of action here? I mean, without major changes, you change nothing today, right? What's your plan of action? How, how do you, how do you uh, make up? for everything i mean how, how does the, what does the open look like in october you know um it's 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 a crazy thought from a competitive aspect um and even like that's fair mm-hmm. chandler smith right like what he's gonna skip the games and what he's gonna go to another crossfit event without major change well he did you know, the rogue like, invitational yeah but i mean rogues rogue like yeah. you know they're yeah. great um i was I spent all of the 2020 season, mm-hmm. right? So October to it's now June. Yeah. Um, desperately trying to qualify for sanctionals as an individual athlete and had a tough time. Yeah. Um, I qualified for Can West, like whatever. Um, so I was focusing forward on the 2021 season, competing on a, some elite teams, mm-hmm. and the 2022 season, competing as individually as a master's athlete. And I've. Un- come to the terms with the fact that those will not exist. So then what, what do they do? What do they create? It's, I think, you know, because people are watching, people watch these events for the individuals. Sure. Not just the individuals, but the elite individuals. Right. They have teams, masters, and scaled intermediate mm-hmm. athletes because those registration fees and those qualifier fees pay the purses the for the individuals, right. right? So if you're on a limited budget, yeah, you can hold host a limited event and pay the purses from sponsorships or whatever, right? Right. So maybe like I'm assuming what's going to happen. I'm assuming everything's going to be scaled back. I'm assuming the masters is def- is ne- masters or teams is never going to be the games again. Yeah. If the games happen ever again, right. I don't. I don't. I don't know that they will. Yeah, I mean, which is a fair, which is a fair assessment. Um. Because Reebok's never going to sponsor them again. Adidas yeah. will never sponsor them again. Yeah. Nike's not going to sponsor them. Mm-hmm. So where are they going to get the money to host that type of event? I think, I really think Rogue's going to be one of the, comp- the competitors. If not, they don't split off and make their own. Well, um, w- right. That's I'm what I'm su- saying. I'm yeah. assuming they would. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, if, if, I were, if I were Dave Castro and CrossFit HQ, like, you know, your contract with uh, Reebok is up this year. You got to go after Rogue. You got to go after somebody to and say, hey, Let's let's make a good relationship here. Let's make a good partnership. Um, you know, what ideas do you have? How can we come to a median to repair our relationship mm-hmm. um, within our communities, our respective communities, as well as you know, find something that's you know a, a progressive answer going into the future. Yeah, but Rogue's been so successful on their own; they don't need they CrossFit. Have, I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm curious to see. Um, I think it now, just like you said, since it's on the individual athletes and people are tuning in on to watch the individual athletes. They have a ton of power, you know. We were we were all kind of waiting on Tia and Matt to say something. And mm-hmm. the other thing is now that the Rogue Invitational is over, mm-hmm. are the athletes going to speak up? Were they sitting on everything this week because they're prepping for this event? Sure. Now that this event is over, mm-hmm. are more athletes going to speak up? Right. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. And um, I mean... I'm I'm like you. It's curious. I'm curious now because now I can see who's who's friends and who's not. What's gonna happen? And the other thing too about the sport of CrossFit is I could see that there were sharks in the water before this happened. Absolutely. You know, uh, not necessarily that any of these people are bad people. Any of these people are sharks, but there was a lot of dialogue before all of this about splitting off. Doing our own thing. Right. Because, you know, a sanctional, the fee to be a sanctional is $7,500,000. Yep. Do we need to pay that? 
Exactly. Is that is that really worth it? What are you getting for that? You get to send an athlete to the CrossFit Games. Yep, but it's the same thing. It's like, what do you get for affiliation? Right. You know, so it's like, what you're paying a bunch up front for what? And just like, that's a great point. Yeah. Because you look at these other like mid-major, you know, CrossFit competitions, um, fittest experience. Right. Man, they were not a sanctional, but you talk Chandler Smith there. You have some pretty dope athletes, you know, individual yeah. athletes there and people yeah. that can go. I, th- I think those relationships had to do with sponsors. Sure. Right. So you have a sp- sponsor like Kill Club and you're like, hey, Kill Club, um, you know, can you send an athlete to this event? Right. Virus and oh, everybody right, else. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm really I'm really curious about how some of these because it's a great opportunity for some of these like right underneath sanctional competitions, these bigger, these old regional competitions mm-hmm. or these, um, you know, these, these bigger, you know, Metroplex type competitions yeah. to kind of step up and take the reins on that. Local stuff. Yeah. Big local stuff. Yeah. I mean, the sport, the, the sp- I mean, the sport's changed. Absolutely. And it's going to continue to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how yet. Um, I think we're all going to have to kind of look into ourselves and be like, why are we here, right? Are sure. we here because we thought we had a chance to go to the games? Mm-hmm. We have to understand we, that's not, that's probably not on the table anymore. Correct. Are we here because we just want to get fitter? Very uh, attainable. Right, it's good yeah, then, then it seems like you're, you're, that you still have motivation for that and that's still definitely an attainable goal. If you're here because you want to compete with your friends and whatever, whatever, those things are still on the table. But if you are here because you had this goal xyz yeah and it's that or nothing right then yeah you're gonna have an existential crisis yes i feel that i i have some friends who are in that boat absolutely they're, yeah they're like i don't give a sh- i don't give a shit about local competitions yep i don't give a shit about regional competitions i don't care about any of that my goal was the games right and if that's gone then there's no point and then what are we doing yep um and, and you know honestly that's fine yeah and that's okay maybe I mean, I think all the time, I'm like, I think like probably once a week. <laughs> it's usually on like middle of the week when I like really want to go ride my bike. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, why am I training so much? I really just want to ride my bike. Seriously, I miss the bench press so much. Yeah, I'm like, I just want to, <laughs> all I want to do, all I want to do is go ride my bike and get a snow cone and that's it. I just want to be big as hell. I don't want to walk sideways anymore. through doors, just bench press every day and like biceps, bicep curls. I mean, you could. But I can't. It doesn't make me good at functional fitness. I mean, that's that's true. Exactly. So if I go ride my bike instead of doing um, my Power Clean Wednesday or whatever. <laughs> we got to find a new name for that, Power Clean Wednesday. <sighs> Any sponsors out there to sponsor a Power Cleaning Wednesday? Yeah, Power Clean Wednesday. Celsius, Power Clean Wednesday. <laughs> Celsius. I... I, I they're cheap at work. Hey, they're nice. And at work, there's no sales tax. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't be bang. America. Um, okay. Um, what else happened? Oh, that podcast with Andy Stump. You sent it. Oh, it was all over. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, this is like, this was the bombshell, right? And it's, and, and it's funny, right? As, as a black man, right? Um, I, I felt personally offended by the tweet. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that's what pissed me off. Right. right? Um, I, of course, like, I have to represent, you know, my, my people in this country already, black like black people. Okay. Right. And in, in, uh, in this country already, like I was having a conversation with a friend this weekend and he was like, you know, I just can't have this conversation with you, man. Like you know, this whole race conversation with you just get, you get you're too emotional. And I looked at him. Is this a white person? Yeah. And I looked at Damn. him. And I said, damn right I'm emotional. Like, th- these are, they are killing us. They are killing us. And he's like, oh, we, oh, we just can't have this conversation. You're just too emotional. I'm like, but this, that's the issue, right? Um, so that's, that was kind of my thing with, with CrossFit. Um, Man. Like, I'm sorry that happened. Well, I mean, it, it, it's ignorance. It is. Right? It is. So um, that, that was kind of my thing. Well, it just make people don't want to do things make them uncomfortable. Absolutely. And they, but they can't understand, understand things that will never affect them. Man. So. It's a bummer. Um, in, in the same sense, you know, um, that was kind of where, where my, you know, my relationship with CrossFit was torn, right? And, I, you know, I'm going to stand by, you know, other CrossFitters and functional fitness athletes of color and minority. That's, I was like, that was, you know, my line. I'm not going to cross that line. And then the, the podcast come out, uh, came out with uh, Andy Stump, Andy yeah. Stump mm-hmm. and now we have more female athletes, you know, Danny Spiegel, 
uh, was out. Um, because of that? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as that, as soon as that dropped, there were multiple women, fem- women athletes. Oh, Katrin Davis' daughter. Yep. Katrin is out. Uh, Amanda Barnhart. Yep. I think they're comp train crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool figure. And that was interesting, right? Yeah. Because people have their battles and yeah. things that, oh, now they, now it affects me. I'm out. Yeah. You know? And so it's hard, right? Not to be, not to be the devil's advocate, but a little bit. Sure. Um, I, like through through this whole thing, um, a I want to support my friends in every way possible. But race as a white person typically just isn't my battle. Yeah. Um, and I've always just been like, hey, like if every single person was like a Greenpeace activist, right? Then like the homeless po- would never be attended to. Sure. Like everyone sort of has. Yeah, there has their cause. They have their cause, right? You know. And yes, right now the Black Lives Matter movement is very serious and very present and hopefully everyone's being supportive. Right. But to be a little bit of a devil's advocate, sometimes when something happens that's directly affecting your cause, you are a little more sensitive about exactly. it. Exactly. But that's that's the point, right? Because as soon as like Cole Sager said he was out, he's like, well, I have a mother. <laughs> like, just, like you know, you have black friends, my my dude, my guy. Like, like, come on, maybe he does it. I don't he know. I hope he in does. Washington. I get it. It is a very Caucasian Caucasian place. It's cold. It is. It's very you know very white. But but it's 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 just funny how just like you said, people have their battles, right? Yeah. They have their rocks. They're not gonna they're not gonna move on and, and budget on. And it sucks because like I mean we're all humans, man. Like this is a this 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 race thing is a humanity thing. It's not a doesn't need to be labeled and saw as a black and white thing because it's a it's a thing of humans, right? Um, and and so you have these these athletes like, oh, well, think if you had a daughter or a sister or a mother, how can you support CrossFit? And then everybody starts stepping up. Oh yeah, I'm out. And like black dudes are just like, <laughs> I thought I was your bro. Come on, man! Like what what the f- man? I thought I was your bro. Come on, you know. Um, so that was interesting to see that people didn't step up until. Greg Glassman openly was a misogynist and harassing women. Yeah. Sexual um, predator. Yeah. I, w- I would say like um, sexually, har- sexually harassing. Sexually women. harassing women. Yeah. Yeah. A regular offender of sexually harassing women. Man. So that bombshell came out in that podcast and yeah. then you have all these people leave, um, which still uh, Greg Glassman to this day, it is... June 14th, 2020, year of our Lord and Savior, Black Jesus, and he is still seeing 100% of CrossFit profits. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, bummer. And the Rogue Invitation was this weekend. Did you watch? Yeah. Uh, do you think they did a great job of having an online competition? Um, I thought that the effort they put in was absolutely miraculous. Rogue Fitness? Yeah. Killed and, it. And, and, and having it a competition where every single person... Started at the same time. Started at the same time. That's and very impressive. Worked out by themselves, right? Now they're they're judged and by themselves and um, very well coordinated. I think everybody. It was it was really cool to see athletes working out side by side and having no idea where everyone else was in the competition. Talk about that drive. That's a whole nother motivation. Usually Man. in a competition, you, you could see you know the other horses running against you side mm-hmm. by side, which you know affects intensity and motivation. And so that's yeah. a whole different type of training, you know. Yeah. I can't even imagine being like, you just have to assume as a competitor that you're just in the last place. The last. Whole time. Yeah. God, I suck. You're just like talking to yourself. And you're like, man, I am dead ass last. Oh, I need to pick it up. I'm, I'm last. And I, if I just don't sell my soul, yeah, I'm going to just get melted. Oh, absolutely. Because, um, I mean, it's super interesting to see because like you don't see the, the scores until after and you're like, man, like, that's that's tight. They a lot of them were tight. Anxiety ridden, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everyone's just giving it their best. And you know, Kara Saunders mm-hmm. uh, was doing the workouts two a.m. Alaska. Oh uh, Australia gosh, time. that sucks. God so bless her. So two o'clock in the morning, where she's at, she's down at the gym, just killing herself, and she did great. Just grinding. She killed it. Gosh, gotta send her an edible arrangement or something <laughs> for her efforts. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to send Cara. From Breezy. Cara Saunders, an edible arrangement. Who is this guy? To tell Smart. her congratulations. You killed it, sweetie. You did her great. rogue invitational yeah. performance. So very proud of you. There's a 0% chance yeah, that she okay. would not be alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Hey, that's me. Great job. Smoked it. Oh, man. It's, her husband would be like, who the fuck is that? Absolutely. But I'm like, bro, I just want to support your wife. 
at yeah. 2 a.m are you can you imagine i i couldn't i'm terrible i'm terrible in the morning terrible at the night yeah i complain getting up before 9 a.m seriously yeah garbage i got up for years every day at 4 45 when i left the gym i was like never again seriously my enemies out there if you're listening if you want to get me get me anytime before 10 30 yeah. that's when i'm at my weakest mm-hmm. and now i sometimes i don't even set an alarm because <laughs> i work 12 to 5 right so I've, if it's like a monostructural day or mobility day or whatever i just chill must be nice bro that's why i'm devastated though they won't even watch this but if i have to switch jobs i'm gonna be like oh no i have to work more than five hours a day what a world what a world we live in i know beggars can be choosers that's true uh what else is going on um nada we're all kind of waiting for the the announcements um or the games to even happen uh, we're waiting for sports you know yeah is, is the nfl gonna happen oh the nfl they're too big to fail right i don't know about the nfl but did you see how they're gonna start the nba yep in orlando correct and some of the nba nba players are saying they don't want to play as long as I, I, I'm not going to say it's current climate. They, sure. They're saying there there are more there are important more important things, things going playing on basketball. Correct. than playing basketball, yes. and they don't want to play basketball until take it's resolved. A, yeah, and take away take away the support. I mean, because and rightfully so. I mean, there's a lot of not a lot of sports going on right now, right? There's nothing to to distract us from some of the issues that are going on, and so mm-hmm. you know, our, all that we're focused on right now is uh, COVID and and Black Lives Matter. You know. What a crazy time. And what a world, right? And so that's that's kind of a big thing going on in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving stepped out. He's the vice president of the Players Association. Yeah. And said his piece about it. And it's kind of the same thing. It's created kind of like a, a chasm, yeah. you know, in the NBA community as players, you know. Yeah. Um, They're saying this. Some black players were like, uh, this, this isn't our battle to fight right now. We're just here to play basketball. Let's play basketball. Right. And... You know, Kyrie Irving's like, this is our battle to fight. Kind of is, yeah. This is our entire <laughs> battle to fight. Let's fight what we, let's do what we can do. My God, have you looked in the mirror? Like, and let's not play basketball. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, 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 it's hard, man. You don't want to not deny LeBron a chance at winning a championship. He's the GOAT. You think he would? I don't think so. Who's going to beat LeBron? The Claw. Kawhi? No, Clippers aren't good right now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, football. I don't know if that'll. I don't know. Uh, nothing's guaranteed. I mean, baseball. Ba- they baseball can get can get out of their own way. Um, the players want to be paid. The owners don't want to pay the players. Yeah. Um, they want to shorten the season. Yeah. There's a bunch of issues that comes with that. Yeah. Um, do you want to play, pay players for half a season? Do you want to prorate their their salaries? But do you want to pay? I mean, these contracts are massive. You're talking about some of these guys are making thirty thousand, thirty million dollars a for this season. You're gonna pay them thirty million dollars for eighty games. You know. I mean, I don't want. I want my thirty mil. No, I won't. Pay me. I'll pay me my money. Man. Absolutely. I mean, I guess I mean, I guess all sports have their own climate, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of funny comparing the sports like NASCAR. People are losing their minds because they uh, outlawed the Confederate flag yeah. in NASCAR. Did you see that driver that retired? He had never won. Yeah. <laughs> N- never even sniffed. Not even like That's me. <laughs> I am resigning. I resign. Yeah. Megan, you qualified for one <laughs> sanctional that was canceled. Your vote doesn't count. Right, right. We're going to hold a press conference for Megan Munsell. I want to announce my retirement from the sport of CrossFit. <laughs> I don't like how this has been handled. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's, it's a crazy time. People are, you know, losing their minds and you kind of get to see like the ugliest parts of people. And there's, there's some beauty to that. Seeing people at their core, uh, what, what bothers them, what panics them, uh, what creates fear, um, how they react to that fear. Um, I think the next six months is going to be telling in, in various sports and various climates, but even for ourselves. Um, I was talking with, with a buddy last night and, uh, he was like, well, man, what have we been doing during quarantine? I was like, well, most of it, man, is just, um, kind of reevaluating everything you got going on. Like everybody had a chance to hit the reset button for two months, you know, to kind of sit back and think what they were doing and uh, how they were living, and um, you know, some people to you know kind of make some change changes financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's going to create some waves um, just in the next couple of months. I mean, Texas has moved up to seventy five percent capacity. 
in its establishments this weekend. That's true. You know, our COVID cases are as high as ever, though. Who would have thought? <laughs> and I think Texas will stay open until the hospitals become overwhelmed, or yep. unless there's something federal that happens. That we still have the elections coming up this year. Go vote. Yes. Tomorrow's I'm it, tomorrow's last day to vote or to register to vote. I am Correct. so excited how cool voting is becoming. Yeah, voting is cool, man. Is I am such a pro voter, and I tell people all the time, I don't care who you vote for. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's your job to vote for whatever is in your best interest. Absolutely. Right. S- selfishly, yeah. Yeah. So we want people to be like, I look. I looked at the candidates. Mm-hmm. I looked at what they stand for. Right. And this is what I align with. And this is who I'm going to vote for. Sure. And that's the decision that you make. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what we're asking because, you know, like that's a democracy, you know, like the United States has had thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers die to defend democracy. Absolutely. Like just vote, like vote for whoever you want. does not matter. Go on and do it. Yep. And like, you know, like that's your part of the democratic process Yep. and nobody votes. No, nobody votes. And um, I remember in the 2016 election, I was working at the Apple Store, which is predominantly uh, youth employment, right? They're all college kids. Yeah. And I was like telling everyone to vote. I was like, I don't care who you vote for. I don't. I don't care about that. Like, I'm not saying vote for someone. I'm just saying go vote. Go vote, dude. And they kept saying, <laughs> multiple people would be like, Do you have to like? register or anything and i'm like right. oh my gosh okay all right guys everybody hop in my van i'm like <laughs> i know i just put free i'll put free bang on the side yeah and seriously. Just re- registering kids to vote yeah, in the van let's do it i know and i was like god these damn kids now you're one of those old ladies i know just, oh, get off my lawn those kids i know and i'm gonna start like tricking kids into registering to vote absolutely yeah go i mean that's that's the biggest thing i'm really the climate this is gonna be I mean, 2020 is an interesting year already, but I mean, we haven't hit, I don't think we've hit even... We're not even halfway. Yeah, we're not even halfway. We haven't hit, hit the tip of the iceberg. Elections are coming up. Uh, people are going to have choices, and we're going to see uh, people draw lines. And, um, you know, we're asking, hey, go draw those lines. Go stand someone, stand for something. Go vote in your local elections, you know, your state elections, all the, that. The police, policing, mm-hmm. which is predominantly the frustration of the Black Lives Matter movement, from Absolutely. my understanding. Right. Well, uh, not their policing. I guess it'd be more of their like harassment versus policing. But this, the nature of policing in the United States is the frustration. Yes. Okay. But most of that's managed at a local level. Yep. So even if you go vote for the president of the United States in 2020, Mm -hmm. you may not see significant change. Correct. You have to vote in local elections. And, and people don't understand that. They're yeah. Like, oh, I'm going ch- to vote for this president. It's going to change everything. And, and budget meetings and showing up to budget meetings and showing mm-hmm. up to city council meetings yep. and, and saying, hey, I'm not okay with the way that the city is allocating my state, my my taxes. Yep. Because the, mo- the money you take from yeah. me. Yeah. Like I was talking to Vicky um, the other day. We run, uh, we run to the stadium across the street often. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really nice stadium. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the Plano area, but we live in front of Clark High School, right? Which is not so. Plano is a pretty affluent area. Yes. Area. <laughs> Just make up my words. So Plano is a super afflu- affluent area, but we live on the eastern side. East side, baby. Yeah. Of Plano, which is not a super affluent area. Sure. And so Plano has three big high schools: mm-hmm. West Plano, mm-hmm. Plano High, mm-hmm. Clark. Yep. Clark is a nine ten. Well, so East, West, and Plano Senior High—they're all senior highs. So all the yeah. But highs, how would you characterize Clark? Uh, a junior high. It's a junior. No, it's a high school. Well, it's a high school, but like junior. So we have senior highs. So they're like high schools: Clark High School, Vines High School, Shepton, Jasper. Really? Yeah. It's not graduating students. No, they go to senior highs. Plano East, oh. Plano Senior, and Plano I'll tell West. you, I've lived here five years. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, I lived here all my life. So it's like <laughs> ninth and tenth graders that go there. Yes, it is solely ninth and tenth graders. And then they go to senior highs. To East. Plano High School. Yep, Plano Senior High. From uh, here, they would probably go to Plano High. Yeah, they go to Plano. Because of that cultural barrier that we call 75. Yes. Love that. Love that term. That was, seriously, I love that. 
It is. That was good. It is. You hit it on the head. Absolutely. Right. So if you're on the other side of, of 75, which is mm. a hi- the highway near our east. house. Yeah. Which technically Plano, but it's the Garland type area. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So I was telling Vicky how I don't think that Clark High School that we live by is an affluent high school. Yes. And, but it's next to the tennis complex, which just had like. It's really nice. Land Rovers mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Beamers out front. Right. In front of this high school that's not an affluent high school. Correct. And so Vicky was asking me all these questions about how our taxes are allocated. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have no idea. That's a great question, Vicky. I was like, she's like, does, if we pay the city of Plano school taxes, yep. do they split $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, Or does it go directly Or do they to say, hey, Plano High, or is it like, okay, Megan and Vicky, you make this much, or like you live near Clark High School, so your taxes go to Clark High School. Right. Or like, Brock, you live near West Plano, you're going to, your taxes are going to go to West Plano. Right. Like, is it is it go like that, or is it just we all pay Plano and all the taxes get allocated to Plano? That's a great question. I wonder if they have just a bulk um, set of money and they, they kind of reallocate based on need. That's an interesting thing to ask. Right, um, but if we have a kid and we want our kid to have the same opportunity, no matter what high, high school they go to in the city of Plano, that's the kind of research we need to be doing. Absolutely. And those are the kind of budget meetings we need to be going to, and that's the kind of voting we need to be doing. Well, educate uh, money allocation education has you know gone to hell the last ten years. I mean, we we lose budget money, you know, every year. Every year, I've I've never taught uh, a year of high school without buying my own supplies, and that's the that's basically status quo for every teacher. You will buy, you will spend most of your paycheck. <laughs> most of your paycheck. Um, on your kids, yeah, really? for something, food, drinks, absolute girl, yeah, it's what you think it is. What? Yes. Tell me more. Uh, oh man, this is a whole new whole new subject here. Do what I just like a, like a synopsis like, uh, or, or an example so, or okay. So I, I taught for six years in in various areas. I worked uh, for various ISDs. Mm-hmm. Um, in most of the ISDs that I taught in, my kids uh, it was a Title One school, meaning the majority of the kids are free reduced lunch. Um, okay. so what's it called, Title One? Title One. Okay, mm-hmm. and that means the m- majority of the students are low income. Yes. Okay. And so, and they classify that by whether they rec- are eligible for a free or reduced lunch. Correct. Okay. And so, um, they all, most of the schools met that you know percentage of kids that need a free or reduced lunch, and so that's how they get that qualification. It's got to get more government money, you know, and lunch programs and things like that. Is there any incentive for the school to say that they are Title One if they're not Title One? Like, is there any weird thing about that? Um, basically. Like it, it's a lot of it's for the parents, right? Like what what parents wants want affluent parents want to send their kids to a Title One school? None, right? None, exactly. So that's the thing. You don't want okay. most if you're an affluent living in an affluent neighborhood and you're a school there, you don't want a bunch of Title. You don't want to be labeled Title One gotcha. because you'll lose kids. And schools get paid per kid. the The government gives these ISDs. The government gives money per kid. That's why t- attendance is such a big deal. You need the kids in school. It doesn't matter if they learn, right. but you need the kids in school so the school right. gets paid. Got it. Um, so. Uh, I taught for six years um, in mostly Title One, Title One schools, and so the money I made intentionally or non-intentionally. No, not. I mean, that's just where the opportunities were. Okay. Um, and so I wanted to coach, and so those, those were most of the opportunities okay. were. It's hard. It's hard to get in some of these affluent areas. Yeah. They, they never leave. Teachers never leave. Yeah. So, um, I would. I'd spent money every year on supplies and food and drinks and, you know, taking kids from place to place, picking kids up. Uh, gas money, dropping kids off. I, I have a bunch of kids in the back of my truck, and I'm, after football practice, I'm just you know taking kids home every day. Um, buying them, we had, we would have uh, football. We'd have our receiver groups. I, I coach receivers, and so we'd have weekly uh, dinners where I'm taking kids out to eat um, during lunch. You know, kids in the middle of my class, he's acting up. I'm like, dude, what's wrong? He's like, I didn't eat lunch. I feel like crap. Like, okay, dude, like five bucks, go to the vending machine, go get you something to eat. Um, supplies, coach. I don't have a pencil. Okay, I, I would go buy five the five hundred pack of pencils. You know those get used up in two or three weeks, right? Go buy more um, markers, Expo markers. Uh, I had a chalkboard, so I had to buy my own chalk. This was two years ago. I had a chalkboard in my room. Check that out. Twenty eighteen. Bought my own chalk. Um, but yeah, um, teachers spend uh, you know a lot of their paycheck on students, paper, pens, pencils, supplies. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm a. Man, I, I feel like I have a lot of causes, but I'm very, very 
disheartened by the nature of education right now. Absolutely. And that's not necessarily something. That's a slippery slope. I it is. Yeah. I won't even get into that. But I, th- oh, yeah. I, I believe if you sort of look at whether it's, you know, drug affected communities, mm-hmm. the, opioid, the opioid crisis, you know, income disparity, you know, th- these really, really serious issues in our country. And you kind of peel it back and peel it back and peel it back. A lot of these things, education. Yep, that's the grassroots. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the change that we're fighting for now, you know, we're not going to see the benefits of it. Our kids will, our kids' kids will. Yeah. Um, you have to whatever issues you see in a society or in a community, you really need to attack them at the, at the gra- the grassroots level. Yeah. Which is why you see in whatever wars we fight. Yeah. You know, across history, um, what do you do with the adults? You kill off the adults, but you keep the kids because they can be reeducated, which mm-hmm. you see in every major conflict. You know, since the beginning of time. Um, there has to be a re-education of our kids um, from all aspects. You see more and more um, emotional intelligence really preached to our kids now, which is a great thing. Yeah. Tolerance mm-hmm. and um, hopefully, you know, you know, progressiveness. Yeah. And you know, that's that's a big thing we're gonna have to address and keep maintaining, keep pouring money and, and energy and resources into because um, the hardest thing about it now, your your ISDs are losing the battle to charter schools and private schools. Yeah. And um, Vic went to a magnet school. Yeah. Um, especially in urban areas. Yep. Um, you know, I you know I was talking again. We were, we were walking by a high school, so we we're talking about schools for kids and stuff. And I was telling Vicky about how in Texas, like you can transfer schools if you want, but mm-hmm. this is what the nature of that is. Blah blah blah. And, you know, especially we live in an area with so many educational opportunities that it's you want your kid to go to you know, the school with the most diversity just so they have, so they grow up living a normal life. Like, you're not going to be like, hey, go to this school. But, you know, but that school, like if they're super into band and they want to go to the best band school because maybe they want to get a band scholarship or maybe they want to get a, who knows, whatever. Yeah. Vicky said maybe our kid would want a cheerleading scholarship. Why not? No, no. But maybe they can't from Plano High. Maybe they can't get yeah, a, 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 a cheerleading scholarship. Maybe they have school. to go to, you know. And it's like, I don't know. But yes, I think our kids are more emotionally intelligent than we probably were. Sure. But I also am just n- worried about like literal knowledge. Yep. Like math, science, reading, history, geography. Man. Like I feel like that's where we're, like that's where, where we're What do you want to address, right? You know, like there's so many, yeah, we're spread like, so thin right now. Like where, where does the important stuff lie? Like, like that's where we're giving them Because the think about it right stuff. now, like um, our, our generation is going to start making policies here relatively soon within the next three presidencies. Like we're going to be, you know, think about it because the average age yeah. of people in the Senate and the Congress is 50, right? Yeah. So our generation, we're based off that, right? Yeah. Because again, we, right. we've sat on our butts. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not active participants in politics, right? Um, from from a state and a senate and congressional level. Um, so our generation, yeah, I would say so. People in their twenties and thirties. Yeah, okay. you don't see a lot of people actively like pursuing politics. Right. I mean, you see community activism. Yeah, commu- but from the community level, but not but from... But not necessarily from a political organizi- organized level. Right. Correct. And so, you know, we're we're two or three presidencies away from that um, and to where we'll have, you know, a, a huge hand in deciding what our kids are taught and what's what's considered important. Um, you know, I, I, I went to a liberal arts school and I studied psychology, education, um, and history. Mm-hmm. Um, I took one math class and thank God my teacher liked me and she passed me. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's how, what it was, right? I took it my senior year. Yeah, I guess. Know? But um, I mean, but you're still like, it, yeah, I mean. You see what I'm saying? Right? So like what, so what's, what's the value in some of these subjects, right? Uh, science, you know, math and things like for some of these kids, just like you said, with extracurriculars, our school is going to start switching and focusing and I start asking the kids, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then allocating them to schools in terms of what they want to be, right? I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, baby. Chaos. I love it. I just want... <laughs> I tell my nieces all the time that I'll help them pay for school. They can only pick engineering or nursing. <laughs> I'm about it. And I, I sincerely mean it. I'm with it. I'm like, if you graduate with a... I'm like, you can get a double major if you want. Sure. You can stay and get a master's in whatever you want. But I'm not going to help you pay for school 
for I'm not trying to be disrespectful to any majors, but I'm not going to help you pay for a degree that doesn't translate into a job opportunity. Absolutely. That's which is fair. A tangible job opportunity. Absolutely. If you are working toward a tangible degree, engineering or nursing, that's not my degree. Sure. So I'm saying I value. So as long as it's tangible. I value yeah. those. Sure. While, in the meantime, while you are getting experience, like for example, theater. Yeah. You do not need a degree in theater to become a thespian. You do not need a degree. So if you would like to participate in theater and acting and clubs and other associative things while you're working on a degree in engineering, I am happy to encourage that. But I'm not going to pay for it. I can see. I'm not yeah. going to pay for that degree. Yeah, that's fair. Anyways, that's a whole If you're, you're fronting the bill, absolutely. That's a whole nother. Would you pay for me to get my doctorate? In what? Theater? Fuck no. no, not theater. Education. <laughs> Mm, no. so that, that way you call me Dr. Brock, like short for Dr. Brocktopus. <laughs> it's, come on, it's a Spider-Man, Spider-Man a joke. It's kind of funny, though. Oh, is that a, an actual Spider-Man joke? Yeah, like Doc, Doc Ock, right? Dr. Octopus. I don't know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I've never heard of Dr. Octopus. That's, you know you know, watch Spider-Man? I did. Doc Ock. So I could be Doc Brock. Okay. But I, I am thinking about getting my doctorate in education. Do you think that that will translate into a tangible job opportunity? Um, yeah, in terms of leadership. You want to work in education? I would love to, my dream job would be an elementary school principal or superintendent. Are you pursuing that currently? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am. I am applying to education jobs. Yes. Okay, okay. I mean, that's I'm I'm just very action oriented. Like sometimes I want a new fence, so I just tear my fence down and build another one. Absolutely. I want to get strong as hell. So I work out every day. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, if that's your vision, like let's work backwards. Let's figure out what that's going to take and let's be action oriented. Let's figure it out. I'm with it. So I don't know if you need a doctor to do that. Maybe to be a principal, maybe you do. I would love to be a principal. But I would get, I would like, I would be like, okay, how do we get you to be a vice principal first? Because if you have a master's, don't you? Yeah. So you can already do that, be on that course. That's fair. Let's be action oriented in that direction. I just have to go to a really small school. Then let's, but but just do it. But it's action. You're right. Let's do it. Underachieving is my wheelhouse. Man, <laughs> I'm, I'm always just like, I'm like, let's figure out what it's going to take and let's go. Yeah, I'm with it. And then I do crazy stuff. People are like, you do what? Well, it's never crazy, like super successful. It's like I built a fence or a, but the fence is dope. a bathroom or I make my wife drive to Oklahoma to buy an outdoor rig. You know, just stuff like that. Sick. <laughs> but again, I'm always like, okay, this is something I want to do. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. But that's just me. Anyways, anything else you want to get off your chest? No, I think that was a good one to end on. If there's anything you want to do, just do it. Yes. Mic drop. But I don't, but I think people always feel so intimidated. By what? They're like, yeah, but. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I just think that successful people in this world are really the ones who are just willing to try. Yeah. And it's, and it, takes, it, seems, it, it's, it's very cliche to yeah. say, but I'm like, I am not, people say, oh, I think the, the willingness somebody, the somebody reached sure. out to me the other day and they were like, you, I, I really look up to you. Yeah. And I said, why? <laughs> like, I was like blown away. I was like, why? Yeah. And they're like, because you're so strong and strong as hell. you're so athletic, athletic and you ride bikes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Bet yeah, you. but these are just like, I'm not naturally an athletic person. I just really care about these things. You try for sure. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to ride my bike, so I'm going to go buy a bike. I'm going to look up courses in my area, and I'm going to go on my off day, and I'm going to organize my schedule around these things because I would really like to do this thing. <laughs> okay, like I really want to I really want to be a better weightlifter. Let me reach out to every single weightlifting coach yeah. and see if there's something that I could be doing better that I'm not currently doing. Absolutely. And people just feel intimidated or nervous or they yeah, feel it's apprehensive. Hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to put yourself in a situation to be, you know, um, bad at things. That's that's my number. I, I my least favorite thing in this world is to be bad at something. Therefore, I will never go bowling. I'm a shitty bowler. Don't ever ask me to go bowling. Right? Not gonna do it. I will never do that. Um, not great at pool. Don't want to play pool. Darts. I'm okay. Um, but yeah, people don't want to do things they're bad at. It it's it puts you in a place. You know, it's embarrassing. No, I don't understand that, but I hear you. I will never bowl publicly. I just don't mind losing. If people talk bad about that's not true. We gotta fight. I hate losing. Yeah. But I don't mind 
like I'm not afraid of losing. There's a difference. I'm willing to sell out. And if I lose and I gave it everything, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, but it goes back to your point. I mean, trying is the foundation. Yeah, but you got to try. You got to try. Yourself, you got to put, put yourself, yourself out there, there babe. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for coming by. You're more welcome to come by anytime. I'm hopefully going to put my outdoor rig up this week. Can't wait. Um, and you can buy a train anytime. Soon, as soon as we get that bench press up, we're getting after it. Get your bench press up? No, just a bench press up on the outdoor rig. I already have a bench. No, I want to go on the outdoor rig. Oh, okay. With my shirt off. It'd Baby be, oiled up on a Tuesday. It, would that be like the epitome, right? Like benching outside yes. in the sun? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Cool beans. Yeah, anyways, uh, come by anytime. Can't wait. Yeah, see you later. See ya. Mm-hmm.